0: This is the Saturday Morning Serial Podcast. What's up everyone and welcome to our season finale of Saturday Morning Serial Season 3. It's crazy the finale already here, but today we are going to discuss the Stranger Things season four. It just all runs together anymore at this point, but before we talk about that, who has seen Ms. Marvel on Disney Plus? I really enjoyed that show. Like, I went into it just kind of like, meh about it, and Mike, you were the one that was like, let's watch it, and I'm like, okay, and I just really enjoyed the cultural representation of like it was like islam and pakistanian people and
1: jersey folk
0: yeah it was just really good and it was fun and it was just colorful and i mean the only thing i kind of didn't enjoy was the ending i thought "Eh, it's a little mrs incredible ish (laughs) with her power but overall it was a really solid show i enjoyed it what about you mike
1: uh yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, Marvel is getting really big at this point and people are going to be more selective of what they can watch and what they don't watch out of the MCU now. But uh, I'm watching everything and I'm really enjoying these television shows more than the movies right now. Oh yeah. And for me Miss Marvel was like a lot of like Mitchells and the Machines and Scott Pilgrim and Spider-Man: Homecoming Energy and I mm-hmm. I really liked the cast and I, I really enjoyed the, the different settings in Jersey and in Pakistan and this alternate dimension that they're from. And I, I had a lot, of ta- a lot of fun watching it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. And I really liked the cameo of Brie Larson showing that she'll be in the Marvels, which I'm looking forward to that movie. I know not a lot of people are, but I am. So it'll be interesting to see her team I, yeah. up
1: yeah bree has got a great presence as captain marvel and every time she's on screen i'm always like oh bree. <laughs> so I, i'm looking forward to the marvels you know three female leads a female villain it's it's gonna be amazing
0: yeah zowie ashton i'm so excited tom hilston's fiance um but you brought up a good point how it seems like the shows are just so much better story-wise and just in general better than these movies that have come out so far in marvel and honestly i over the weekend you probably saw in my post on social media i saw where the crawdads sing with my sister-in-laws and i my sister-in-law read the book and i had no idea what it was guys this was my favorite movie of 2022 and it, it had everything for me in it it had just romance it had angst i love a good angsty love story mystery I I just, I loved it. I went through like eight feelings in the last like 20 minutes of that movie. The cast was amazing. So I highly please recommend go seeing that. And it's interesting because I don't get out regrettably enough to see movies like that, that don't really fall in like my fandoms or my taste and like not really knowing too much of a movie. And there's a lot of them before, like the trailers before this movie that I never really noticed was coming like there's one coming out with um uh harry styles and florence Pugh that i never heard of and it's coming out really soon and i'm like i really want to see that so yeah i really want to see that and then there's like a horror movie coming out that i really i haven't seen yet the invitation that looks really scary yeah and then there's this one mystery movie coming out too that has like a full all-star cast uh it's got margot robbie mike Have you seen that trailer for that?
1: Yeah, we saw this trailer before Thor.
0: Yeah, so that looks really good too. So, definitely going to branch out more, definitely. So, with that, we're going to start our Stranger Things discussion here and... The kids are grown up. I mean, it's just so crazy how they go from these little babies to they're now in high school. And that's what episode one does. Like episode one really makes the show take off and it establishes the story and the characters and just where they're at with their lives. And remember at the end of season three, Elle goes and lives with Joyce, Will, and Jonathan and they move to California and that's where they currently are and Will and 11 they enter high school and you know we kind of see how 11 is adapting in real life with school with her social life and it's really sad
1: No powers either
0: True yeah we see her struggling she's got bullies um yeah she just they laugh at her and it's like come on like i feel so bad for her and then she misses Mike because Mike is still back at Hawkins so very angsty stuff right there. And then Jonathan, he he gets questioned, like, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? And they're still together, but you can tell there's something going on. And he turns to be a stoner with his best friend. Is it Argyle? Yeah, I want to say it's Argyle. Yeah. Argyle is a great new character. I think he's really fun. He's really, like, just kind of the um, icebreaker When it comes to like intense situations and scenes, I really enjoyed his performance. I can't think of the actor's name right now, but he was really good. And Hopper, like I said, we it, it picks up pretty much. Do you agree, Mike? Right after season three. So Hopper is alive. He has been taken into a concentration camp in Russia. So we see a lot of that and more to come on that. And uh, Joyce, she's living in her anxiety-filled life (laughs) with her kids. She's funny. I love Winona Ryder in this role. She's one of my favorites. And then is the fun part. This is where all the fans love this. Mike and Dustin, they want to try to fit into the Hellfire Club, which is just a glorified Dungeons & Dragons club. But they're like really into like band, like playing music and band and all that stuff. So Eddie is introduced to the show, Eddie Munson, and he has completely become a fan favorite. And he's the head of the Hellfire Club and he's an outsider. And a lot of people relate to him for being an outsider. So more to come on him. And Lucas is actually on a, the basketball team with the popular guys. And he's trying to establish a medium type of relationship between wanting to be with the popular boys, but also trying to be friends with Mike and Dustin as well. Max, she's visibly distraught and depressed. She lost Billy last season. And you can tell she's just going through a lot of stuff. And again, more to come on that. So in this episode, too, we are introduced to a very minor character, but she's a very important part of the story. And her name is Chrissy. And she's the head cheerleader dating the head of the basketball team. Um, and she's just very popular. And But she's one of those things that... It's not all that it seems to be. She is miserable. She is depressed. And we just see her hallucinating. And we know something's going on with her. And just, you know, more to come on that in just a second here. But we kind of see the kids just trying to mesh into high school life. And it's really great to see. Because, like I said, they were children at the beginning of the show. And we get to see more of their personalities shine in this episode so anyway getting back to eddie and then chrissy as well so the show really takes off in this episode like like i said right off the bat here chrissy asks eddie for some drugs and they go back to his trailer because you know she wants something a little stronger and the internet is making me want to ship these two because they share a really sweet moment in the woods like you know, Chrissy is like so scared and distraught and Eddie is trying to make her laugh. And it's cute because she she does laugh and just it's it's great. It's a really cute scene. And unfortunately, it gets cut short because Vecna comes and he just kills Chrissy. And it's so gruesome. I think this was definitely hands down the most gruesome episode of Stranger Things. And then it just gets worse. But the way she dies is just terrible. And she she gets killed right in Eddie's trailer. So chaos ensures of that. So episode two is when things start to be like, oh, a girl died in our town. And the rumors start. Mike sets out. Was it spring break? I can't remember. But it was
1: spring break. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He sets out to California to visit Elle. And Elle is lying to him that she is doing so good in school. She's got all these friends and that nothing is wrong. But it all comes to fruition, and that you know she gets bullied, and it's it's so sad because she tries to use her power against her bullies, and it just makes things worse. They laugh just right in her face, to the point where there's a part in the in the skating rink where she bashes her bully's nose with a skate. But let's be real, she had that coming, right?
1: <laughs> uh, I don't think I don't agree. I I was kind of frightened of Elle at that moment. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, and
1: that's not that's not like girl f- trauma. That's no. not like what girls do to each other. No. She just. Yeah, that was violence. And that was. was uncalled for, uncalled for 11.
0: <laughs> yeah. And the meanwhile, Eddie is wanted for killing Chrissy. And the captain of the basketball team is making it worse because Chrissy was his girlfriend. And he's like, Eddie and his friends are freaks, blah, blah, blah. Um, And then Dustin, he knows immediately what's going on, and he gathers up the gang consisting of Steve and Robin, who currently work at Family Video. (laughs) I love how they have these jobs. Like, it's so funny to me. And then they get Max, and then they look for Eddie. So once they find Eddie, they reassure him that they're on their side, and they fill him in on, yeah, this town is cursed. And it's so funny how he's just, like, looking at them like, what? (laughs) Nancy is back, and she is her school's top newspaper editor, and her and her friend, and I can't remember the friend's name, but they set out to the trailer park to find Eddie's uncle to talk to him more about Chrissy's death, because Nancy knows, too, probably what's going on. Nancy's friend is next to Parrish via Vecna, the same way Chrissy died, so that part was really, like, off-putting, I was like, oh, man, and then the gang finds Nancy, and together they start to formulate a plan. Episode three, and this is the part of the show where I started getting a little, like, this is getting dragged out, is when the Russian concentration camp parts with Hopper, Joyce, Murray. Yeah. Prison. Yeah,
1: there's a difference between a prison and a concentration camp. There is. Very big difference. Yeah.
0: So overall, then the rest of this episode just consists of... Them hiding Eddie, and then they they're bringing him food. I think that's adorable. The basketball players are out for Eddie, and Lucas is just very conflicted on whose side to take. Um, and then another thing that I found interesting, and Mike, you are calling this, is Will is having some inner angst going on.
1: Will is very outwardly struggling with something on the inside, and you couldn't quite put your finger on it, but. I'm a, be- I'm a firm believer that Will Byers is of the LGBTQA plus mm-hmm. community. Hopefully I got all those letters in there. And um, he feels like an outsider, much like Eddie or Elle does. So he fits right in with this group, and he really doesn't have anyone to come forward to and talk to because his brother is a stoner, and Elle's got her own problems, and... His mom is busy with her job, and he doesn't have anyone to talk to, and he's just got a lot of this inward angst. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I feel really bad for Will in this season, Like, and I love Will. He never asked to have any of this happen to him, (laughs) so yeah, and then speaking of angst, Elle and Mike are having issues. Like, Mike is having problems saying, I love you, and Elle is, like, so hurt by that, and in between that and then she gets into some legal trouble from bashing the girl with escape she just she can't win and she is arrested and because she's arrested for physical assault and dr sam owens is back and he comes to ask her for help and this was kind of like the part two where i'm just like what's going on <laughs> i got a little confused and uh but yeah he was like treating her all nice and Buying her dinner and stuff. And I'm just like, bro, you're shady. (laughs) But he's like, I can give you your powers back. And she's like, hmm. And then she wants to prove to Mike that she can be a superhero. But anyway, Nancy and Robin form a weird friendship. It's really funny because they start researching what happened. There's like this abandoned mansion in Hawkins. And it said that a man named Victor Creel killed his family. And they want to root out the problem because Nancy and Robin know it was probably not Victor Creel that killed his family. That Because
1: was... the uh, style of killing is very similar to what happened to Chrissy. So mm-hmm. they're like, what, how did this happen nearly, um, what is it, 30 years later?
0: Yeah. Like Vecna, he like dis- disassembles the limbs and then the eyes and everything. The eyes were like a dead giveaway. So they're trying to research Victor Creel, where he's at. And it's really funny that they go to the hospital. This is in the next episode. They go to the hospital and they have this whole spiel. And th- these two just form such a great girl friendship that it, they're so polar opposite. But they eventually like become really good friends. So it's, it was good to see. So meanwhile, poor Max. I feel so bad for Max in this whole entire season. And she's just so distraught by Billy and... She goes and sees this school guidance counselor, which they put two and two together that Vecna is preying on the ones that go to this counselor. Chrissy went, the friend of Nancy's went, and Max went to the counselor, and she's starting to see things, like the clock that everyone sees that associates with Vecna. And one of the basketball players starts to hallucinate about Vecna so that's very interesting that like Vecna is starting to affect these guys that are out for Eddie so we get into episode four which is dear and I put dear freaking Billy in my notes because this episode holds one of the best parts of the show in as a whole like it was crazy but Max is just hallucinating up a storm with Vecna at this point and They try to figure out why her hallucinations and how to cure her and all this. Mike, Will, Jonathan, and Argyle, they think of an escape out of the house because they are under house arrest. The, what is it, the police or I don't know who, the government force that took Elle, they didn't want them to find her, so they placed them under house arrest. And it's really funny how they get out because they take Argyle's surf pizza van. (laughs) And then Joyce and Murray, this is the part where they're about to board a plane and get to the Russian prison. And Hopper is seen at the concentration camp. He's very malnourished, bruised, and weak. He's not this, like, burly guy that we're used to seeing. And he strikes deals so he can try to escape. And like I said, these prison scenes were just so dragged out. And my brother and I were talking about it, too. It was like, okay. And also, like, we, we didn't like how it was just so easy for them to just go in and... Just do stuff. (laughs) I don't know. And then, again, back to Max, like, she writes these letters to everybody, and she tells them to read them after she passes away, which I was like, no, Max, like, come on. And then she writes one for Billy, and that part is just so sad, when she's sitting at his tombstone and reading her letter to Billy, and all the things that she wishes could have happened, and... Yeah, but before we get into the last part of that, Nancy and Robin, they disguise themselves as students, and then they get into the mental asylum where Victor Creel is kept, and he told them everything, how somehow he survived, but his whole family died, and it was like the eyes got popped out. It was the same way Vecna killed the other kids here, and later on, we learn what really happened to his son, but I digress. But we get back to Max, who all of a sudden starts to hallucinate at the cemetery and she falls under Vecna's like spell thing. But Dustin, being the brains he is, figures it out and he knows the cure is her favorite song. If you think of a great memory and also contributing like your favorite song to it, you can snap out of it. And Running Up the Hill by Kate Bush has become such a anthem for not not only the show, but it has just made the charts again. And she's made so much money off a song she did, like it went in the eighties, something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Yes. So, and definitely like that whole part with the music and the intensity of that scene and the emotional aspect of it. It was like, if you put it all in a blender, it was just so great. And at the end, when the episode ended, it was just like, Oh God what did we just watch (laughs) but in all max had a very close call with vecna and they know now like it's vecna that music is the cure etc so before we get into episode five i want to ask you guys what is the song that would save you mine would be heaven is a place on earth by belinda carlisle i love belinda carlisle what would be yours mike
1: uh, probably a take on me by uh-huh.
0: Aha. <laughs> you love that song
1: <laughs> i do i think i would be dancing on effectnas way right <laughs> i mean it's just so catchy and dancey I, yeah
0: yeah my thing with heaven is a place on earth is like belinda carlisle is such a great rock star like i love her and the music like the instrumentals and the vocals it was, that song's perfect anyway back to stranger things
1: <laughs> so the california group uh consisting of mike will Jonathan and Argyle and their bodyguard Jack Sullivan fleeing away from the buyer's house, uh, they uncover a clue in Jack's pen that is an IP address. So they decide to go meet Dustin's girlfriend Susie, who is a computer hacking expert of the uh, 80s.
0: I love Susie.
1: <laughs> and uh, Susie is able to give them coordinates to the facility that Eleven is being kept at. Eleven and Sam Owens are a, go to this desert facility which is an underground silo that houses Nina. And Nina is a sensory deprivation tank that Dr. Brenner believes will help Eleven uncover memories of trauma that will unlock her powers again. So back in Hawkins, the... The group is piecing together uh, clues about Max's encounter with Vecna, and Max's drawings lead them to the Krill House, which is. uh, It ties everything together, and it's where Victor Krill was killed, and Victor Krill was uh, blinded, and his family was killed, so the group heads there. And the basketball team is slowly piecing together that. Lucas is involved with this Hellfire Club as he's friends with, with Mike and Dustin, and they're getting closer to finding out where he is.
0: And I just want to mention, too, how Lucas's sister gets accepted fully into the Hellfire Club, and she's not even in high school yet. <laughs> I love that. What's her name, Erica?
1: Erica, yeah. yeah. So the uh, Hawkins group discovers that Vecna is using the Krill house as his hub of operations and that it is his point of origin in the upside down so that's that's their goal is to get to the upside down and get into the crew house and uh, attack Vecna somehow so Eddie is hanging uh, is hanging out at his at this boathouse and the basketball team happens to find them there so Eddie is fleeing in the boat rowing away and that is when one of the basketball team members is attacked by vecna and he is killed opening up a gate underneath the lake
0: yeah and i felt so bad for eddie because it's like he witnessed again too what happened and that just like furthers the basketball team's opinions about eddie and i just again feel so bad for him
1: so in Russia, Hopper is thrown into a prison cell and he meets his buddy Dimitri and Joyce and Murray uh, hop on the plane with Yuri and they believe that they have been betrayed. So that's where we end this episode.
0: So the rest of the show is basically Hopper and Joyce and Murray, them getting, you know, busting Hopper out of the Russian pr- prison And That's where uh, also they find out Demogordons are kept and, you know, Hopper knows how to defeat them. So, again, I felt like these scenes were just really dragged out and eventually they do escape. And it's funny because they were they find out like the kids are in trouble back at Hawkins and they were like, we got to go back in. And I was like, no, don't do that. (laughs) But that's basically that. And then they come back and.
1: They go back into the prison to kill the Demogorgons to give the kids a chance Mm -hmm. at fighting Vecna because it's all connected. It's all a hive mind.
0: Yeah. And then we have the group of Will, Argyle, Mike, and Jonathan, and they rescue Elle from her entrapment. and uh,
1: After Papa dies.
0: Yeah, which we'll get to in a second. So they really didn't have a lot to do with the story this time around um i don't know what did you think mike about that like
1: yeah generally like the russian group and the california group were really struggling to add to the story mm-hmm. and at the end of the day the california group's end goal was to put l in a freezer so that she could save max and the russians group just end goal was is just, just kill Mm-hmm. The demo gorgons, and it was the both were really drawn out, yeah, narratives for me. And even looking through my notes, I'm confusing all of these characters' names. i I can't keep an order of everything that's happening. So
0: it really does jumble together. If you think about the show as a whole, the season as a whole, it's just like one big, solid, like thing. And I always forgot, like Mike and Will were even part of the story. They would cut to those scenes and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I forgot about them. But Elle, it was a very, this whole part was like so interesting. And this storyline took up a couple episodes. She is back at the facility and she is getting her power back, but she's also going back through her memories. And the show actually opens, I'm sorry, the season opens of them showing all the kids deceased.
1: Uh, 2 through 11, right? Yeah. All killed in a massacre fashion.
0: And then we see her remembering, interacting with one of the, what would you call him? He's an orderly. Yeah. And he's just like, well, well, look who finally, you know, in a very... Snape? Yeah, way. But no, he was just really unsettling. But she kind of forms like a small friendship with him and feels kind of comfortable with him. And then we find out he's number one. And he's the one that set the bar for everyone else. But then we find out down the line he's Vecta. Because him and Al had a falling out and Al sent him to the Upside Down.
1: Al tried to help him escape after uh, he told her that Brenner and the other children were going to kill her. And he... And uh, he had L remove this transmitter, like, power dampener from his neck. Big no-no. Mm-hmm. Uh, he used it to massacre the children. And in response, L punched his butt through another dimension into the Upside Down, where he was able to harness the hive mind of the Upside Down and become kind of like the mind behind the hive and not only give birth to... The mind flayer itself but also harness the demogorgons
0: mm-hmm. yeah and for the longest time she felt like it was her fault and she looked like she was framed killing all of them so it was yeah
1: like- i mean she didn't kill these children but she did bash someone's face and with a roller skating
0: mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> roller skate <laughs> but that was number one aka vecna and it was interesting because he did kill those kids the same way he kills his victims now so you kind of figured it out after you put two and two together so I thought that whole part was very creative in how they transitioned between like oh this guy who seems very harmless he's Vagna he's the one that's like gruesomely killing these people so yeah that was that was great and but that whole part too with like L and then like the government I, I still don't know who they are they're like the government of something they swoop into this laboratory and eventually papa is killed so she's conflicted she's like mourning but yet she's like well, bye
1: <laughs> well papa wanted her to stay and uh, master her powers before she went and fought vecna mm-hmm. but she realized she didn't have a lot of time and she kind of hopped in her x-wing and left dagobah to To go fight Darth Vader.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, her friends are in danger, and she needed to be there now. So, but yeah,
1: yeah they couldn't get her there, so they used the uh, the freezer and the the box, uh, the uh, the sensory deportation tank, to send her into what do we call this? The mind zone?
0: Something like that. Which we're gonna pause there because we're gonna talk about the group in Hawkins at this point too. That they formulate this awesome plan. And then they go to the Upside Down.
1: Yes. The plan is for Eddie and Dustin to create a distraction um, and get Vecna's attention. And for Nancy, Steve, and Robin to go attack Vecna's uh, body while he's vulnerable uh, trying to attack Max. So Max is bait. Dustin is a distraction. Mm Mm-hmm. And Steve, Nancy, and Robin are going to deliver the kill shot.
0: Yep. Yeah, and the whole... Everyone loves the scene with Eddie and Dustin. Eddie playing the... What's it called? The puppet masters? Master of Puppets yeah.
1: by Metallica.
0: Yeah, that part was amazing. It was totally metal, dude. Yeah, it was phenomenal. And, you know, we... and But can we talk about Steve, too? How his character has really come around him showing his care and concern for nancy like who predicts that him and nancy are going to get back together but in the end nancy and jonathan reunite so i don't know
1: but they're on rocky terms as well because jonathan is still keeping a secret of his college acceptance letter away from nancy yeah jonathan wants to stay home and be with his family in california and nancy wants to be this big shot reporter and who who can blame her because nancy is really good at her job nancy's
0: awesome i
1: i really do have a soft spot for like lois lane jessica jones and now nancy wheeler they're just women who are determined to to solve the case
0: yeah and then um speaking of relationships too we all remember lucas and max getting together in season three they aren't together now but he still deeply cares for her and the ending is really sad in this, in this series. And, um,
1: yes, dust, um, uh, Lucas is protecting Max while she is being bait for Vecna and Eleven is able to enter her mind and protect her from Vecna. But unfortunately, Jason gets involved and he crushes her Walkman and mm-hmm. he kills Kate Bush. Kate Bush is is gone. We we don't hear Kate Bush again. And it's just the saddest thing that we don't hear that rocking song again. So Lucas has no way to protect Max. And unfortunately, uh, Vecna overpowers Eleven. And Vecna is able to get his fourth kill and open up the gates to the Upside Down and kill Max. But only for a minute. Because somehow Eleven is able to... Defibrillate Max's heart and restart it so that she's alive. But unfortunately, she's a vegetable.
0: Yeah, it's so sad. It's so
1: sad what happened to Max.
0: Yeah, like I was shocked that they just went for it. I thought eleven was gonna help. Like I thought she was gonna save the day, like always. But no, no, this is Empire Strikes Back. This is
1: this is the the heroes have to suffer defeat. This is Infinity War, this is Empire Strikes mm -hmm. Back, this is Two towers the heroes have to yeah. suffer defeat and they have to come back stronger together and crush the bad
0: guy well i'm just really glad that the head basketball player got i don't even did vegna even get him or did he just die i think like the house fell on him or something
1: he was just like knocked out by, yeah. Lu- by lucas and then the the gates opened up and oh he, that's right he was kind of just split in half
0: yeah he was incinerated It's just so sad because, like, Max came to and she's telling Lucas, like, I don't want to die. I can't see. And then they bring her to the hospital. And then that's when the whole entire group reunites together. And Eleven is like, I can't see your mind. And people are wondering, like, is Max really dead? I personally think that Vecna is using her as, like, a puppet. Like, maybe he possessed her somehow and she's going to be used as bait for the kids. I I have no idea.
1: Oh, well, you gotta think about the songs in this mm-hmm. in this series, Amanda. Running up the hill by Kate Bush has a line that says, Get us to swap places and of course Eddie was jamming out to Master of Puppets. Right. And Vecna's body was practically destroyed by two Molotov cocktails and probably mm-hmm. three or four shotgun blasts. Yeah. So his body is toast. I don't think he's I don't think he's gonna live long. My plan what I think is going to happen is that Vecna is going to use his, use Max's body from now on. Because yeah. Max doesn't have a consciousness. Same. Her mind is gone. Yeah. So okay. I'm really looking forward to Sadie Sink possibly playing Vecna in the future season. And kind of being an uh, inside agent.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah.
1: I'd love to see that.
0: And then also we lose Eddie in this you know serious it's just like so sad like they just keep dropping like flies oh my
1: god this character that they introduced in this season who becomes a fan favorite is is killed off near the end of the season that's never happened before on this show like oh golly gee
0: sarcasm sarcasm alert I know, but everyone just loved Eddie and connected with him, and it was really sad. But you know what? He had a great character arc in just in a couple episodes.
1: I don't think he did.
0: Really? I think because he was just like, I didn't run away this time, and you know, I I did this, and why did Eddie
1: need? feel the need to save this town when they treated him like that when they thought he was a murderer, why did he feel the need to die for them
0: i feel like maybe he could have tried to redeem himself somehow Eddie's
1: name needs to be cleared for him for his full redemption arc to to stick with me
0: well a lot of people think that he's not dead because apparently these like bat things in the upside down don't kill
1: explain go on i don't
0: know that's all i heard and that he could still be alive roaming around the upside down
1: Maybe they drained all his blood. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. They're not like chomping predators bats, but yeah, they'll they'll get your blood.
0: Mm -hmm. One thing I really wanted to see more in this series was Dustin. I feel like Dustin... I feel like more like the majority of the OG characters got shunned a little bit. Like Will, yeah, they gave him like that angsty background, um, but we barely got to see him, Jonathan. Like they just like... Took the easy way out, made Jonathan a stoner, and didn't give a shit about anything this whole entire series, basically. And then Mike, he was around, but I don't know.
1: I think that they could, They had a great possibility for Will to be in Hawkins and being the one to lead the crew into the Upside Down because mm-hmm. of his past experience there. That would have been cool.
0: Yeah. And then, I, I like I said, I love Winona Ryder as Joyce, so she was great in this she this great in this whole entire show. I just love her. She's just so she's a mom and very worrisome of everything. But this
1: yeah this Russian storyline didn't service Hopper and it didn't service no. Murray and it didn't service Joyce. Like it mm-hmm. was just such a drag to watch.
0: Yeah, and like it was nice to see her and Hopper finally share a kiss though. Like everyone was just like kiss kiss kiss, and finally they did so. That's nice. And then they get reunited with their kids at the end of the day. And it, it, the the reunion between Ellen Hopper was very sweet. I really like that.
1: Yeah, they're, they're one of the strongest relationships for me on the show. Is, mm-hmm. And it's just what the whole show is about is Hopper find, opening up and being able to love someone in the way that he loved his first daughter.
0: Mm-hmm. And then after, let's talk about the fact that Will is feeling his Peter tingle. <laughs> with Vecna. He, it's more
1: like a Voldemort scar sense. Yeah. It's like he can feel Vecna's presence because he's back in Hawkins. Mhm. So
0: And then the show ends with them looking at the the split of the what, what what do you call it? Like the upside down
1: fracture, upside down like crack.
0: Yeah, earth pothole. Fissure. Let's call it fissure. <laughs> yeah. Like, and like the, the whole Popola town's like move. smoking and stuff and the characters are just looking. So
1: two people died in a supposed earthquake.
0: Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what season five brings. Like, and like we say, we think Sadie Singh could come back as Vecna.
1: She's got the chops. Oh, give, yeah. give her more.
0: I love her. Like, I think she's one of them. I mean, I love Dustin who doesn't love Dustin, but I do enjoy Max. I really like Max. So and I was really sad to see what happened to her. But for the story, it was it was great. Overall, I really enjoyed this season more than the others, but I just, I love angst. I love mystery, and this was just, and the music. Like, can we talk about the music in this for a second? Like, when they advertised this season from day one, they used a rendition of Separate Ways by Journey, and I loved that. I downloaded it.
1: Oh, I didn't even watch any of the trailers for the season. Yeah. I missed out, I guess.
0: (laughs) But yeah, running up that hill, and then the master of puppets or whatever by it was metallica uh, just everything and then we actually went to a pop-up store here in chicago and that was really cool it was a stranger things themed store they had all the merch from the show but
1: it also had reconstructed like locations
0: yeah like photo op opportunities like we got our picture taken in the buyers's uh living room with the lights and everything and then they had like you know 80s music playing it was really fun
1: they had uh, all the 80s packaging, too, and some of it was actually upside down. hmm It was really cool. If Yeah, I, I believe it's a traveling thing, so look into that if you're curious. It's definitely worth it, and it's free.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. it was really fun.
1: The, the Silver Nears are overpriced by, like, 100%. But
0: yeah, I paid $8 for a plastic scoop, ice cream scoop. This is Scoops Ahoy. No regrets, though. No regrets. So, overall, like, this show, I was just, like, I was a general fan. I liked it, but I was never, like obsessed with it you know (laughs) like it's not like one of my fandoms or anything but after this season i can't stop thinking about some of the parts like the part with eddie playing the song and the kate bush part with um with max and it was just overall just i I like the vibe i like the aesthetic of it but there were a lot of weak points in it as well so yeah it it was good and i i can say i'm a solid fan now of the show
1: yeah, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm a, I'm a diehard fan by any means, because Stranger Things is just like a period in your life when it comes out, and it's what you obsess over while you're watching it, mm-hmm. and all everyone's talking about, and then like the anticipation kind of dies, and everyone's watched the show, and you'll know, kind of move on with your life, but for that period, it's like Stranger Things, Stranger Things, Stranger mm-hmm. Things, and I will say that the time that I've the th- The amount of thought that I've given this show after it's ended, since I've seen this season, has been more so than previous seasons.
0: Yeah, I agree. Uh,
1: I'm really looking forward to a a shorter season mm-hmm. next season. Which, I mean, any other circumstance, I'd I'd love a longer season, except on like a highly serialized show, or a procedural. But, uh, on a show like this, yeah, they. They gotta get rid of some of these characters. They they need to bench a lot of them because there's just so many characters and reading through my notes I I can't keep up with with you know the three different storylines involving twelve characters each. It's just It's hard. It's a lot.
0: Yeah. And it was just such a long episode. Each episode was an hour or so. Like and when I say so, I mean probably like an hour and like ten minutes. But the season finale was—it was broken into two parts, and the last two episodes were released just the ear- earlier this month. And the last episode was what two and a half hours long.
1: Yeah, it was. It was crazy. It was a long movie. It was—it felt like a movie. Yeah.
0: It was just so, but a lot of it, like again, was so dragged out. They just tried to cover so much area in this. This I—I I didn't understand like why everyone had to be separated for this, so. But yeah, I mean, overall, it was solid. It was good. The characters were very likable, especially at the newcomer, Eddie, and I really liked Argyle. But yeah, we're looking forward to season five, and it'll be interesting to see how they wrap it up.
1: Yeah, I'm very looking forward to seeing how the show ends and what possible spin-offs we might get. Mm-hmm.
0: But with that, that'll do it for our whole entire season three of Saturday Morning Serial, and I'm excited to have Mike on as my co-host full-time, and you guys want to keep an eye out on social media because we're going to do a whole new rebrand and it's going to be great. And all we can do is keep going and keep progressing with this podcast. And I really appreciate everyone tuning in and just following the pages and, I recently collabed with the Jacked Up podcast, so I will be posting that episode. It was really fun. We talked about Pixar, DreamWorks, and just animated movies in general, so that, that was fun. So really excited to bring you guys season four. We're hoping like around the fall time, September, so you don't want to miss out. We'll let you guys know when we drop our first episode. And I hope you guys have a great rest of your summer, and I will talk to you then.
1: Talk to you later.